are now listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Dad Rules Podcast, where we help you dad better. I'm one of your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Glad to be back. All right. So today's topic is, seems like we're we're talking about beauty a lot lately, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. All right. So I'll start this one off. So when I think about that, one of the first things I think about is beauty is subjective. Okay. It's not objective. All right. You think about all the supermodels you've seen on cover of magazines and all these different types of things, and they all look different, okay? They may all look similar, so to speak, but they all look different. Um, Another thing I think about is everybody has a preference or everybody has a certain taste, okay? So some guys may like skinny girls. Some guys may like plus-size girls. Some women may like... Uh, and I find this one funny, but they like men who are tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah. I don't fit two of those. I'm a short, light-skinned guy, okay? So, I mean, but, you know, I fit somebody else's preference, you know? They, they may not want a guy that's really, really tall or whatever and stuff, you know? But everybody has their own preference, and beauty is in what you think it is, right? Even yeah. down to if, if you're going into not necessarily talking about the looks of people, but some people may prefer sunrises. Other people may prefer sunsets. Some people may enjoy walks in the park. Other people may want to, you know, go on, you know, walks in, in on a trail in the woods or hiking or whatever, things like that, right? Everybody has their own preferences and, and things that they like. But, you know, Dad Rules Podcast, and, I, and I'm talking about relationships now, one of the things I'll never forget, my mom always used to tell me, and she was always, she would always say that, you know, whoever, whoever the woman that you get with, make sure she treats you right. Okay. And so it, you, you don't get caught up in necessarily all the looks and what your preference is of this and that and whatever. You got to get someone that's going to be compatible to you and they're going to treat you with the respect that you deserve and that you're supposed to have. And that you that you should be commanding of other people how they should be treating you, right? So that that's that's the first thing that I think about with beauty is in the eye of the beholder. What do you think? Um, first off, man, I want to give a shout out to your mom. I want to give a shout out to your mom, man, because her telling you make sure you find somebody that treats you right. I don't care what nobody says. A lot of the times that responsibility has been put on men. Hmm. That's the type of stuff that you hear a lot of people saying to women, ladies, young women, daughters, find somebody to treat you right. But yeah, that, I'm glad that we're able to talk about stuff like this because in this moment that checked me as a father. Mm. Okay, because that's not so. one of the first because that's not one of the first things I would have told Jonah. Mm. That's not one of the first things I would have told my son. Find somebody to treat you right because I automatically just felt like okay, you're supposed to treat the woman right. Yeah, but 
it is a thing that two street though goes both right? ways. Yeah. And you know, my wife does that. She treats me right. But that it's not something that I would have advised him with looking for a wife, a mother yeah. of kids. You yeah. know, but that is so important. Because I yeah. mean, you can say you love all day, but you know, love is about action. You know, you have to show that. And if you're not treating that person right, that's not the love. So I, I mean, I'm glad that I was able to really hear that come from you because that's something that we do need to tell our sons. Absolutely. And a lot of times we don't check even with when it comes to like emotional well-being and stuff like that. And, you know, make sure everybody's good. Make sure you're right mentally. We overlook that stuff when it comes to men. Because men, we just, we just push forward. We don't, I know a lot of times I don't. I don't really complain a whole lot because a lot of times I feel like nobody wants to hear it. Yeah. So I feel the same way. We just kind of just take it and just go with it. But treating you right is having a woman that is that soundboard or that, that listening ear. And I noticed that a lot with my wife. And like with my wife, I feel like, yes, she's beautiful. But everything else, it's the, it's the full circle beauty to me. Mm -hmm. It's, yes, the beauty on the outside. But I mean, it's everything else that she brings to the table. And it's just so hard to pinpoint everything that a good wife does. And it's hard to name it. And that's why I feel like that the majority of the responsibility to raise good women that will be good wives and good mothers is falls on the mothers to show these girls how to be wives, how to be good mothers, how to be upstanding women in the community. That's not up for us as men to teach our daughters how to be the women that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. What we offer to our wives is who we are, our resources, our love, treating them right, like I said before. But what we offer to our daughters the most is our perspective. And you talked about that before on how Maisha and Asia, they were having a conversation and they thought that things were meant to go a certain way. And you was like, no, that guy didn't mean that he meant this. Yeah. You know, because you can give that male perspective. Absolutely. We know men, right? Absolutely. So it's like, you have to be there for your daughter to vet the men that she brings in. You should be actively a part of that process. And I feel like even as a father to a son and, and him looking for his wife one day, I don't want him to be with this person for three or four years and then I meet them like the day before the wedding. Right. Because you know, when he brings the person home, you know who the person is going to be? The person is going to be able to pick everything up right then? Your wife. She's the one? My wife. Yeah. 
I don't know why it's like that. I feel like I can point, I can point out a guy right quick. I can say, I know what he's about. I can tell right quick when he when he walked through the door, I can tell what he's about. Because I've been around enough men. I've interacted with enough men on a friendship level. It's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. Just like when you got your group of guys and, and, and just spending a short time with your group of friends, you can tell what they're about. Mm-hmm. You can tell who's ready for marriage. You can tell who's not ready for marriage. Right? Yeah. You can yeah. tell all that stuff. So, like I said, it's the same thing when your daughter brings somebody home. It's like, no, nah, he ain't with the program. Yeah. He's he not going to work. I, I know you and what I, the vibe that I'm getting from him, unless I'm just totally off with this and I'm normally not. <laughs> but he's not for you. He's not right for you. But that hurts. It hurts when your parents have to tell you that. Yeah. It, it Absolutely. hurts when you, when you miss does. on something and you feel like that this is the one that's for you. You just feel like that this is who God has put in my life right now to be with me forever. I'm going to be happy forever. Happily ever after. Right? Right. Parents have to be a part of the vetting process with our kids. Whether they want to or not, and we have to keep our relationship with them to a certain point. We can't nag so much that they don't bring them around. You don't want your kids to be yeah, yeah. somebody that you you have no idea what's going on. And I know we can't control everything, but we need to let them know that, hey, we're here to help. Mm-hmm. So when you start dating for marriage, you need to come holler at me. But um, going back to, you know, the beauty and being in the eyes of the beholder, that's when I'm advising my son, I'm going to tell him, I'm going to say, look at the big picture. You know, 30 years from now, are you going to be able to be with this person? First thing you need to ask yourself is, can I be with this person for the rest of my life? Yeah. Can I stand being in the room with this person or being in the same house with this person for the rest of my life? And when you really sit down and think about that and you think about the things that irritate you about a person, it, it, it can be, it can be easily picked up, but I'm gonna tell you what happens. A lot of times, in relationships or whatever, sex gets put into the relationship way too early and premature. Mm-hmm. And when that is put into the equation, your judgment goes out the window. Yeah, because you just yeah. caught up in the lust and you caught up in what feels good and it's downhill from there. Yeah. You better hope that they're the right one because you're not mm-hmm. thinking right. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is sometimes. Yeah. That's how it is sometimes. For sure. You know, I, I could think back when, uh, you know, prior to me getting married, you know, just like any, uh, anybody, you know, you date, certain people or whatever and stuff and uh i was talking to a couple of my uncles one day and uh they were explaining to me how um their perspective on this this uh female i was dating that she wasn't uh uh good for me and at that time 
I didn't want to hear that. I didn't want to hear that because all I saw was the beauty. All I saw was the things that I was attracted to. And I, I didn't want to hear anybody giving me, uh, you know, that type of advice, you know. And, you know, a lot of times it's it's in all of how you say it. And, you know, I'm I'm glad I'm glad that they told me those things. And looking back, that's something that I needed to hear, um, even though I wasn't receptive at that time. But, um, you know, that that's definitely something that stuck with me that sometimes, um, anytime you have to tell people, your loved ones, um, anybody, you have to tell them the truth, you know, mm -hmm. and you have to say it with love. And you have to just, you know, if, if they get upset with you because of it, so be it. But you have to tell people, you know, if you, you, you just can't let somebody walk into a trap or a pitfall and not say anything because that's not love. If, if uh, I'm going to let you, kid, if I'm going to let you walk into a, to a ditch, I don't love you because, I mean, yeah, just walk to the ditch. That's your, that's your problem, you know. But if I love you, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something to say, hey, watch out. Hey, I saw this. Be careful, you know. And like I said, at the time, I wasn't receptive to it. But in, I would say this, that in due time, I did see some of those same things uh, that they were telling me. And, you know, they, I feel like that, you know, they planted the seed. They planted the seed of things for me to pay attention to. You know, I was all caught up in certain things and they were able to tell me, nah, you know, I know this may be your preference this and you may like this, but, you know, look, listen to me, nephew. I got some, I got some wisdom on me of being much older than you are. And I can see on down the road, I can see around that curve that you can't see yet. Yeah. And they were, able to, they were able to school me on some things and uh yeah and and so i'm I'm thankful for that i'm thankful for that did you go back and tell them thank you you know what um you know i i don't think i don't think it it ever i don't think i did i don't think i formally came back out and said hey i appreciate what you did in that particular situation you know I don't think I've ever done that. That's something I probably should do. do um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I don't I, I know. I don't think I ever did, but it's something for sure that I should do. Yeah. And I know how I feel about it. You know, and I've, I've told this story. I think I've probably told this story to you before and to other people, but I don't think I've ever had to sit down with them uh, after that, because at the time I, I didn't like to hear it. I was upset and I didn't want to hear that. You know, but um, once I saw, I saw it. You know, but the, I, as far as thanking them, I don't think the opportunity in that same setting, from in a, in a similar setting, came up for me to say, "Hey, what you did for me back then, that was real. I appreciate that. That never came. That you know, yeah. But we've had plenty I, of conversations like since then, but you know, not not about that. You know, yeah. But I feel like that, like that's a, that's what you know, the Dad Roots podcast is about. And we've talked before yeah. about how there are father figures all over. It can be a teacher, mm -hmm. be a coach, 
Um, it can be a pastor. It can be a cousin. It can be an uncle. Okay. Like in your case. And we have to, because they going on a ledge because they know that you might get upset about it. They know mm -hmm. that you're, they put so much at risk when they said that to you. Because right. your relationship at that point, depending on how in, how invested you are in that relationship, your relationship with them could have went off the rails. But they took that chance. Absolutely. Say, you know what? They pretty much in their mind was like, I don't care how you feel or what happens after this. I'm going to tell you the truth. And however you want right. to take it, whether you marry this person and y'all together for five years and then break up, Whatever the case is, I'm gonna tell you the truth because it's not gonna be on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it took a lot for them. That's why I was like, definitely just take some time, just five minute phone call. Like, man, I just want to tell you, I appreciate that because it's a risk, man. It's a risk. Yeah. You've been talking to your friends about, you know, I've had situations where, you know, I was talking to friends about certain things and things that I felt like that would help them be a better person or get the healing that they need. And sometimes it's not received right at that moment. Mm -hmm. And you put yourself in an awkward situation and then you, you put yourself in that situation when it's like, well, I ain't gonna talk to the kid no more. That could be, that could happen. I ain't gonna talk to him no more next time I have an issue going on. Cause he trying to tell me how to live my life or whatever. But then it, when they understand that it came from a good place and they understand. And then when they finally see, yo, I needed that. And nobody, mm -hmm. nobody else was gonna tell me, but him. Cause right. everybody else wanna tell right. me what I wanna hear. They wanna tell me what's gonna make me feel good. But yeah. he took the chance to say, I'm gonna tell you the truth no matter how you want to take it or whatever happens from this, it is what it is. Yeah. Like that's, that's real, but that's, that's love at the bottom, at the end of the day, that's straight up love. It is. It really is. It really is. Cause that's, that's a huge sacrifice, man. Yeah. Correction is love. Yeah. Simply put correction is love. If I won't correct you, I, I don't love you. Exactly. Exactly. And then can we get to that point with our kids? And that's the hard part because we're talking about uncle to nephew. We're talking about, you know, friend to friend. But when it comes to our child that we brought into on this earth, raised them for all those years, and knowing that you tell them something that's going to hurt them that may damage your relationship, you have to think, are we are we deeper than that? Are we better than that? Are we going to be able to get past this if they don't receive what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it starts with having a good, good relationship and keeping good communication with your kids, even from a young age, that you all can feel like you can talk about anything, you know? Yeah. That doesn't make those conversations easier, so to speak, or mean that you're never going to have a tough conversation, but... You know, if you've already got those lines of communication open, uh, that's the start. That's the yeah. key. And so I guess as early as even now, and my son being four years old, 
there are conversations that we have to have on the most basics. Daddy loves you. Mm-hmm. That needs to be said regularly. Yep. You know, talking about things that he wants to talk about, building that relationship, spending time. Even if we're not doing anything, we're just watching TV, just sitting together. And I'm, I'm going to say this too. Um, I've talked about it before. You know, Jonah was premature. Mm-hmm. Born premature. Um, we spent six weeks in a, in NICU. Um, so it's basically like an ICU for babies. Um, and they told us then, they said, um, you know, the more you come up here, the better your kid is going to, it, it tends to help them to be able to recover better. And then they had this thing that's called kangaroo time, right? Where mothers will take their babies and like, I don't know how they do it, but they kind of like put them like not under their shirt, but like they put them skin to skin contact on their chest. And that said that that helps the kids to get better faster and it helps them to bond with the child more. So essentially it helps the kid get better quicker. Mm. And they even suggested that fathers have kangaroo time with their kids. Like just like with a father with his shirt off, having the baby laying on his chest and talked about how the bonding process goes there Mm. and how that helps. So pretty much the skin to skin contact is good for your development. So even sitting down like now on the couch with my son and we're just watching TV and I got my arm around him on his shoulder or he laying down up on me you know what i'm saying and i'm i'm holding him or whatever while i'm watching tv or he looking at his ipad and he's sitting on my lap all that contact that that skin to skin contact or just the touch the love that's being shown is the development and it brings you closer to your kids so don't don't forsake your kids for if they want to be up under you man i know you tired after you get off from work yeah. You've been yeah. hearing all this crazy stuff at work and you want to get home. You just kind of want to just sit down in the man cave and just look at the big screen and just chill out, relax, play Xbox, whatever the case is. But when your kid comes around, scoop, just scoot over a little bit. Yeah. Let them sit beside you. You know what I'm saying? Let them lay on daddy. You know? I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, once we become fathers, we're no longer our own. Nope. We belong to them, man. <laughs> we belong to them. But uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on with, uh, you know, beauty being in the eye of the beholder. I think we should never underestimate that we attract what we are. So if you want to attract better, if you want to attract greater, if you want to have better outcomes, you want to be around people that are going to be able to pull you up, you got to make yourself better. You can't give the worst worst version of yourself and think you're going to get the best version of somebody else. Mm -hmm. Why keep on 
why do I keep on attracting trash? I'm not saying that you trash. That's not what I'm saying. But right. I'm just saying it's something about you that's getting these people to want to talk to you. Because if you're on a different level, they're not even going to approach. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're going to come to you where they feel like they got a chance. So, I mean, it's all up to you. Yeah. What standards are you going to uphold? And the standards is not having a list, a laundry list of things that you want in relationship. That's not it. That's not it. But I'm saying the standards that you hold, everything that you want, state that at the beginning. Be clear. Don't get caught up in, you know, all oh, they look good and all that stuff. See, you messing up. Yeah. Just because they look good don't mean that that's the person for you. So, hey, whatever you want, go get it. But you got to be real and you got to make sure that you are the best version of yourself. That's right. Absolutely right. Make sure that you're picking the best person, the whole person, inside and out. That's not saying that they got to be perfect from the inside out. That's not what I'm saying. Because nobody is going to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. I believe that people are perfect for you, but that doesn't mean that they're perfect. I think you can find the perfect person for you. Hmm. But I don't think anybody, that's not saying that you guys are never going to have a disagreement. Right. Right. But the person that perfectly fits you. But um, you got anything else on the topic? I don't. Not at this time. Okay. Well, we thank you guys for listening to the Dash Rules podcast. We want you guys to like, comment, share. Let's keep this conversation going. And till next time, Mario and E and Kid are signing out. Thank you for listening to the Dad Rules Podcast with your hosts, Mario E. and Kid. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Also, follow and like us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Breaker, and Player FM. Till next time.